Okay, and by way of introduction, hi, my name is Tom from NDS, National Disability Services. Um, we're here today doing a bit of a podcast um, with someone from Alkyra, which is a well-known disability service provider out in the east of Melbourne. Um, and her name is Amaya. Hi, Amaya. Thanks Hi. for thanks for willing to be interviewed today. Um, just if you could introduce yourself and, and where you're from and what you do. Yeah. Well, I'm going to correct you on my name, first of all, Amaya. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, Amaya. No, okay. Um, it's, it's a really common mistake, so I'm okay. very used to it. Um, so I work for Alkyra. I've worked here for a year and a half, um, and I work in residential services, so um, for disability. Okay. So what's your, what's your role at um, this particular service? Um, I'm a house coordinator, so I do a bit of a combination of support work, but also I'm managing a team of staff. Um, who are providing the support for people with a disability. Okay. Um, and how long have you been here for? I've been here 12, no, six, year and a half, a year and a half. Um, I started as a support worker initially, um, and I had come from residential for young people, and then I worked with Alkyra in a casual sort of position for a month or so, and then a coordinator position came up and I decided to put my hand up for it. Um, and somehow they gave, <laughs> gave me the opportunity, um, which I'm really lucky. My manager, you know, took a, took a shot with me. Um, and yeah, here I am. Terrific. Uh, what was it that sort of led to your thinking about disability as a potential career option? Yeah, um, I, it's something that I think that I've fallen into. It wasn't necessarily a path that I had um, preempt for myself. Um, I studied counselling and coaching at university, um, and then I went into uh, residential care for young people. And the house that I started working in um, just happened to have three kids that um, had disabilities. So it sort of happened that way. It wasn't, you know a choice or a decision that I had made, but I ended up finding um, my feet pretty quickly. Um, and then I had a best friend who worked for Alkyra and she said that, you know, it's a really awesome organization and she highly recommended it. And I, I wanted to change from residential for young people because um, it was pretty challenging and I had um, some personal experiences that made me feel like I needed to move on. So I, Took a job with Alkyra as a support worker um, and then I was working in Resi um, for a month or so and then like I said earlier a position came up to be a coordinator and I thought that I'd give it a go. I thought I'd give it a shot. I'd never managed people before um, but yeah I really enjoy it. Terrific, awesome. Um, <clears throat> so the, the lingo these days is the, um, the NDIS which is the National Disability Insurance Scheme which is now fully rolled out across Victoria. They refer to residential as specialist disability accommodation mm -hmm. and also um, supported independent living, which is the sort of services that go in to disability accommodation. Yeah. So um, can you tell us a bit of, about what what is specialist disability accommodation or SDA? What's it all about? What, what do you guys do? Well, our role really is to help people live as independently as possible. 
So um, often these people living in, an, in a shared environment with housemates um, and most commonly they're, you know, pretty independent themselves. They can, some of them can catch public transport or they can, they attend a day service, um, they can cook meals in their own house, um, but they do need some support, um, say, with scheduling a doctor's appointment and being supported to drive to the doctor's appointment or um, to help, you know, cook a meal that involves some complex things like using an oven or a stovetop or whatever it might be. So our role really is to support them as best we can um, so they can achieve all the things that every other person would be able to achieve on a daily basis um, and, and not have to live with their families because, you know, we all grow up and we turn 18 and we want to live out of our own home and don't want to live with our parents forever. And um, it becomes a time where people want to be independent and, and be an adult. And so it gives them an opportunity to do that um, and, and we help them to be able to maintain that and, and live a life as normal as possible. Wonderful. So it sounds like you're, <clears throat> there's a large focus on, on um, maybe the goals of the people you're working with and helping them to achieve those goals. Yeah, absolutely. So part of um, anyone's NDIS plan is for them to come up with some goals, some personal goals of, of what they want to achieve. Um, and that can look different for everyone. You know, sometimes it's about maintaining health and fitness and sometimes it's about learning a new skill. Sometimes it's about learning to, to have a skill to be able to go out and be in the workforce or, or volunteer. Um, and so part of our role as well is to make sure that we're aligning ourselves with the goals that they've chosen as part of their NDIS plan and work towards them. So um, for an example... If someone wants to uh, find employment, then um, whatever skills they need to hone to be able to do that employment, we can assist them with. So it might be that they need to get a volunteer position first, and then we are the support person that will be able to take them to that, um, to either a job interview or to a, a position where they can volunteer. And, and support them through the skills that they need to have, whether it be customer service and, you know, so it's all it's all encompassing in, in what they want to achieve, but also maintaining the skills that they have so that they can um, be as independent as, as, they, as they choose to be. Mm. Great. Um, so how does a, a normal day look? So firstly, how, how would a normal weekday look for the residents that live here? Um, pretty busy, to be honest. They're really busy. <laughs> um, so, you know, we've got staff that are on shift in the morning and um, their job is to help everyone get up and get ready for the day. So, you know, there's breakfast involved, there's showering, there's dressing, um, there's making sure that they have the things that they need for their day service. And then what we have is a bus run. So we we basically do a bus run to different services, not only our Cairo as a day service, but other organisations as well, and drop them off to their day service. And then we come back to the um, to the house and sort of tidy up and make sure that things are, are set for the afternoon. And then in the afternoon, the vice versa, someone comes on shift, picks up the bus, does the bus run, picks everyone else, brings them home. And then that's the busy period in the afternoon because sometimes... Um, Someone might have an afternoon support, so they might have an activity to do in the afternoon, so then you're there to support them, to, to drive them to, to their activity, to support them through the activity. Um, and then we have their other staff that are supporting with dinner, you know, preparing dinner, making sure that, you know, we, we're choosing healthy options because 
like all of us, we would like to be eating, you know, pizza and chocolate <laughs> every day. So sometimes there's a bit of an education process that goes around meal times and, you know, giving them as much choice, um, but also giving them an education around what is a healthy meal and, and how do we prepare that healthy meal. Um, and then there's chill out time. There's time to hang out, um, you know, depending on the house that you're in, there might be activities that you do at home. Um, there might be TV shows that you watch together. So it's a busy, busy week. Busy, busy days, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds terrific that you get that time, um, I guess, for all aspects of the of the people that live here. You've got their sort of day activities, but then you've also got um, nighttime activities and you're, you're building in that um, capacity building at nighttime as well, of cooking and diet and yeah. things like that. So it's not just... Um, you know, it's not just looking after people, it's actually helping people to develop and develop their own skills. Yeah, and it's never ending. There's, you know, it's it's constant. It's 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 rewarding, but it's hard work too because you constantly have to be, you know, prepared mm. to to put in the hard work um, mm. for, for people to, to learn what they mm. need to learn. Yeah. You know, it's things that we take for granted about doing our washing and, and hanging it up or putting it in the dryer, mm. um, they're, they're opportunities for people to learn, mm. you know, mm. and if you can look at any sort of, activity or skill that you do every day as an everyday granted and use it as a learning opportunity that's how the small minor things can go a really long way mm, great and what about a weekend how would a, a normal weekend look weekends are more fun yep. <laughs> because you've got more time on your hands yep. um most people um have sort of one-on-one -on -one hours that are provided through NDIS. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, depending on that person, they get to choose what they want to do. So they might say, you know, on Saturday, I really want to go see this movie. Can a support person, you know, support me to go watch that movie? Mm -hmm. Or um, can we go have a picnic at the beach? Or can we go for a walk in the park? Whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, so your job on a weekend is really to, to be that person to help them decide what they want to do for the day, take them out and do that activity, which is often, you know, it's a really awesome way to, mm -hmm. to spend your Saturday or your Sunday. Um, especially when the weather's nice and it's yeah. warm, <laughs> you can be outside. It's not super nice when it's cold and rainy. Yeah. Um, but you know, you get to support them to do activities that they choose that they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you personally enjoy about working in specialist disability accommodation? What What makes it special for you? Mm. Um, I think in my position as well, because I have you know, a, a fair bit of responsibility and um, sometimes it can become overwhelming. Mm. Um, but my favourite moments and the moments that sort of take me out of, of you know, my own headspace or whatever pressures I'm feeling um, is the spontaneity of someone, you know. I mean, we have an open office, we have an open house, so whoever's living in the house can come in and talk to us at any time. And those, you know, seemingly small interruptions of, of a, of a participant coming into the office and asking me a question or telling me something funny or showing me a picture or, you know, saying something completely, you know, out of the ordinary that brings me out of whatever crap I'm worrying about, which mm. is, you know, most of the time completely unnecessary mm. and brings me back into the reality of like, you know, this sort of, this is life. This mm. is what, you know, people, how they live and what they do and what they think. And mm. um, it's funny and it's, I, I don't know, it's just, it, it makes you feel like 
you appreciate what you have and and what you get to do is work with people um, and give them opportunities to live the best life that they can. Mm. You know, it's fun. It's really fun. And yeah. It's those little moments that make the really the big difference for me. Wow, that's awesome. I guess it's that's the thing. Where um, in this sort of industry, you're working with real people who have real, real um, dreams and aspirations, and and real humor and real um, affection and all those things. You know. Yeah. And and, and to work with that, uh, it must be tremendously satisfying. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's probably the best part about the job is, yeah. is having those little interactions with, with people. Yeah. You spend so much time with them. Um, you spend hours on end and you go through ups and downs. And yeah. yeah, okay, that's incredible. That's great. Um, so the sort of one of the aims of this podcast is to get out to the community and let them know that there's this sector, which is disability, which... Um, can be as we're as we're talking about now so satisfying and challenging yes but also fun and satisfying and and really worthwhile so um tell me a little bit about the staff that work here one of the things we're trying to get across to people is that the um one of the great things about disability is you'll be in teams of people like yourself that are there to make a difference Mm -hmm. so um if you could give us an idea of your team and um maybe where their backgrounds are um and their experiences um, in working in Resi? There's, you know, there's people from lots of different sort of backgrounds and experiences um, and age groups and, and diversity. I mean, Alkaira is probably, I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with other organisations, but we're a highly diverse um, organisation and specifically in residential as well. Um, so I think that, again, that creates another opportunity for learning because you're learning about other people's cultures, you're learning about... Um, how different people do things like cook a meal and that's again another way that we can sort of educate and teach people um, about the differences of of doing things there's no one way of doing things Um, so I think that there's lots of different places that people have come from I don't think that there's you know I think there's a bigger wave now of people actually going and studying disability and coming now through the disability sort of sector. Um, I think I've diversed off the question. No, no, that's great. That's, that's, that's great. So it sounds like what you're saying is there's a lot of diversity, um, a lot of different people from different backgrounds, different yeah. experiences that are coming in and sort of contributing their little part. Mm. And that's that's terrific for the people who live here because they're learning about different cultures and they're learning about... Um, yeah, people people being unique. Yeah, I think it's really important for the people that are coming through and and that want to work in disability that you can empathise with others and 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 have put yourself in situations where you know what it's like to find things difficult, but you can be that person that can advocate for them at the time, mm-hmm. you know, yep. um, and put your hand up and say that whatever's happening is not the right way to yeah. happen and 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 offer up a better way yeah. to do things. Wow. Which would be so valuable to so many people that uh, that you work with. I hope so. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, um, it is. It is, yeah, and you can tell it is. You know, yeah. you you can see that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of the things which we're sort of um, also um, looking at with these podcasts is the the fact that disability can come with a, a wide variety of different um, shifts and shift types and sort mm-hmm. of. Um, it can be terrific for um, parents of school-aged kids, yeah. you know, 
or it could be people who are at university who might you know be, want to be studying out of out of hours. Yeah. Um, is, have you had people like that that have come and worked within the, the organisation? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Um, I think probably half of my team are studying mm. some, something at uni, um, and the other half are probably parents or you know looking after family members in some cohort or capacity. Mm. So I think that that's probably one of the most um, uh, an aspect that draws a lot of people in is is the flexibility that shift work gives you. Mm. Um, you know, I I I still work the same amount of hours as a as a person working Monday to Friday, mm. except I have my Tuesdays off mm. and I have every second Wednesday, uh, every second weekend off. Mm. Um, I start work at three o'clock on a Thursday, mm. but I'm still doing the same amount of hours, hours. you know, yeah, as right. other people are. Yeah. Um, and you get paid weekend rates and yeah. you get paid penalty rates, rates for working at night. So Terrific. you can actually work less hours yep. and earn the same amount of money as someone who's working Monday to Friday, nine to five, yeah. and is blocked into a structure that is unforgiving to people who are parents who have to pick up children from school yep. or, you know, you have to go to uni and you've got your class timetable scheduled yeah. for a Wednesday and, you, you know... It gives you so much more movement to yeah. to work around personal lives, and I think flexibility is becoming really important for people. Yeah. Um, you know, with all this stuff that's going on with COVID, people are working from home. Yeah. People know and need to be having flexible lives, yeah. um, and that's definitely something that residential offers, which mm. I think is a huge selling point and should be a selling point. Mm. You know, to people. Yeah. We need good people to work in this industry. We don't want people that, you know, are just doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, yeah. You need good staff and you need good people. And so you need to offer them, good people, what they want, yeah. which is flexibility and, you know, decent yeah. pay and um, good working conditions and good safe working environments. Yeah, that's great. So it sounds like work-life balance is a priority and, and um, it's um, there's so many different um, nuances within working residential and SDA that, mm. that can suit different people. Mm. Um, we also hear that a lot of organisations, um, including Alcara, hire largely based on the values of the staff. You know, it's not so much do you have a degree in this or a, a qualification that. Mm. Those things help. Mm. Yes, they, they're great. But it, it's it's um, just as much about are you an empathetic person, yeah. are you a person that listens, um, all that sort of thing. Would you say yeah. that's the case? Absolutely, and I think that that's probably across the board in, in community services as a whole, you know, in any industry in that area. Um, and I think that it's a really important area to hire people on because at the end of the day, skills can be taught. You know, you can, you can teach the technicalities of how to do something, um, but things like compassion, understanding, um, you know, empathy challenging people in the right way they're not things that come necessarily easy to people and they're not things that every person walks around and naturally has and if you have those qualities already um, I think that they lend themselves really well to to the disability sector mm. and they definitely should be an area that organizations are looking at to hiring people because you want the people that have those qualities to mm. be in these roles right okay so look um Sort of final question, um, 
to the people out there that are listening who might be thinking about disability or maybe they hadn't thought about disability until now, maybe they've just come across it. Mm. What is there anything you'd say to people that might be looking for a job or anyone who's sort of heard this conversation and thought, gee, this is striking a chord. Um, any words of wisdom to people that might want to be looking further into this option? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm a very wisdomous person. <laughs> um, all I can say is from my own experience, I think the disability before I knew what it was like was seen as a bit of a scary thing because it's the unknown. You know, you're dealing, you're dealing with something that you've never stepped in before. Um, but I think that it's, it's constantly a surprising industry to work in. Um, it's hopeful. I think it's really hopeful. I think that there is so much opportunity for people to learn while working um, to be, I don't know, a good person. Like it's just, it's, I think that people need to take a chance and people need to give it a go. Um, and, you know, I would say 99% of the time you won't be disappointed. You know, mm. if, you, if you're thinking about it, I would say give it a shot, mm. you know. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. That's, mm. you know, that's fine. It's not for everyone. And I think that's an, also important for people to know too that if it's not for you, there's something else out there for you and that you should push, you know, through something just because you think you should because we need people that want to do it because they like to do what mm. they do. Um, but, yeah, give it a go. Absolutely give it a go. Terrific. Give it a go. <laughs> a great way to finish. So thank you very, very much for your time. Um, if you'd like more information, have a look at www.carecareers.com.au forward slash workforce hyphen promotion, workforce promotion with a hyphen in the middle. That's got loads of more, loads more information, um, including a, um, a list of resources that should answer any questions you have. Um, again, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. We'll leave it there. See you guys. Bye.